What's happening, everybody? It's Lugo, and guess what? It's Friday. And not only is it Friday, it's the very first Friday of this podcast. What are Fridays here? Just about anything. Any topic I want to get through. Doesn't have to be wrestling. Doesn't have to be movies. Could be movies. Could be video games. As I said in the trailer, just in case you missed it, figured I'd explain it again. Today, I think I'm just going to start kind of with another introduction. Some of the stuff that I'm playing or my favorite superheroes, uh, things of that nature, just to get us get the ball rolling, just to set a little groundwork so you find out a little bit more about me outside of the uh, wrestling space. And to start us off, we'll talk about my very favorite comic book character, which is Spider-Man. Um, for as long as I can remember, he's always been around. And I've always watched, you know, the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. I read the comic books. Something about the basic story of his I really enjoyed. Not exactly sure. Can't pinpoint what made me gravitate towards him specifically, given at the time when I was growing up, there was plenty of other uh, teenage superheroes that are kind of doing it on their own and that might have been more cool and less by the book. But I think the fact that growing up, not going to say I wasn't, you know, the most loner kid or I didn't have a good time. I had friends and everything. So that wasn't anything I was worried about, but seeing this nerd to have these superpowers and to have all these abilities, but still stay grounded was kind of cool. And I really enjoyed his brand of humor growing up. I, I still enjoy it now. And I thought it was uh, very interesting and something that I kind of always kept tabs on. The character has fallen off a couple times for me when he starts to have his own lab and he can actually afford to do things. That, that kind of put pulled the character away from me a little bit when they would make him more of a... Uh, give him a higher class, I guess I would say, in, instead of just working at you know the Daily Bugle and taking pictures and, and things like that and, and keeping him grounded. I prefer that, Peter Parker, to the one that's becoming successful. Uh, as much as seeing him throughout the years, you want him to become successful. You want him to get the girl and things like that. And, and I do. Uh, I don't necessarily want them to hit the reset button on that, and I know that things need to change. But... For him to get his own lab core and everything and, and start to have a whole bunch of money, I kinda it just kinda made me lose a little bit of the, the connection I had with the character. But that's the beautiful thing about comic books. I can go back and read the old ones. It doesn't sour the old experience for me. And who knows, maybe there's some cool story arcs that they do and they and they have done during this time that I really ended up enjoying. I can't give you examples off the top of my head because, unfortunately, I didn't write those down because I didn't know I was going to talk much about his time working at the uh, at the lab. But here we are. <laughs> One of the other aspects I really enjoyed were some of the the 
arcs that he was involved in. The symbiote arc was pretty cool. Even when it got convoluted and they started to add a whole bunch and trying to keep track of how many children that Venom has. It's starting to get really crazy, but I really enjoyed the, the core story there of the symbiote wanting to get its revenge because it was rejected by Peter and that uh, he just so happened to get lucky to find Eddie Brock, who also had issues. And then you've also got like the Noir series, which I know that some of these that I'm going to mention weren't just done for him. They weren't just uh, singular to him, but I liked his his part in these bigger stories. It was very cool. Um, I think it's just because the fact, like I said, I grew up with the character. I think that made me stick with him in his sides of the story arc, so I always had a softer spot for his, even if they weren't necessarily the best. Um, uh, the clones, the clone saga that not a lot of people like, uh, that, that, that was very good for me for the time that it came up. I liked the representation that it got on the, uh, the, the comic, uh, sorry, not the comic book, the actual 90 show was pretty good. I thought that was pretty neat and interesting and different. And then there was also the, the movies now that been coming out, you know, the very first ones with Tobey Maguire. I thought that was really good. The second set of movies with Andrew Garfield, they were okay. I'm not going to give them as much of an issue for trying something different, trying to modernize them. They weren't my favorite, but I'm not going to sit here and, and try to drag that through the mud. That's not, there's no need to do that. There's plenty of people that done it already and said everything I would wanted to say if I wanted to do that. <laughs> um, and then we've got the next crop, the Tom Holland movies. These are very, uh, very intriguing, and I really enjoy the fact they bring him back to being a, a kid again. That's very nice to me. That's the the core Spider-Man that I wanted to see, his daily struggles being a normal human. And then they also try to make him, you know, have to live the double life. But what I do like about these new movies is that Aunt May's in on the joke. So... And that may mess with the formula to some purists' minds, but I really enjoy that fact because, look, it's 2020. It's very hard to keep those kinds of secrets, especially now everyone's got their phones out. It's very hard to have a secret identity. So the fact that, you know, the worst part about it would be is the fact that it's only his best friend and it's only Aunt May and the Avengers that know who he is. I would think that's a lot of people, MJ now too, but... I would think that a lot more people would just notice. Uh, it's the, again, and not for a lack of trying, but especially the fact that he's kid and he wouldn't know any better. I would think that that would happen more often than him than not, that his identity would be uh, compromised. And it kind of was in the very first new Spider-Man Homecoming movie with with the Vulture. You know, I end up finding out because he didn't cover his tracks. And the Mysterio one, I don't really count that. Even though they did, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, he, you know, puts the broadcast out to all of New York that, hey, you know, it's it, it, he's actually Spider, Spider-Man's actually Peter Parker, and uh, he pulled this one final trick if he's not pulling another one by still being alive. Um, I don't really count that in that spot because, like I said, he befriended, or maybe I didn't say it, I don't remember, he befriended Mysterio, so... In a way, he caused he put that predicament on himself 
by letting his guard down, and but he wasn't the only one. And he's also, it's not, he didn't get himself revealed to the world uh, without Mysterio doing that to him. Um, and that's pretty much what I want to talk about for that. <laughs> Next topic that I want to talk about and that I want to get into is just some stuff that I've been playing recently. I've been getting really into the uh, Persona 5 Royal. Very good game. The uh, I never played any of them. I'm one of the ones that jumped on the bandwagon right after it came out. Royal came out, actually. It wasn't even 5. And, um, and then I really started to get into it. I, I was introduced to the series around 3, but I never really played it. Just because... Those turn-based games really aren't my style of thing. And so I was very surprised how this one got 100 hours out of me <laughs> so far because um, I may go back in for seconds. But uh, in there's something about the storytelling, I guess, and maybe the reason why I didn't get into the other ones is because that they were on, uh, well, at least three. Three and four, I believe, were on handheld systems. I, I know that some of them were on PS2. But, again, the whole turn-based system and the graphics on those, that combination, even though I don't necessarily consider myself a graphics snob, I don't really think I need a game to have amazing graphics to hold my attention. But for my taste, I do have certain things that like to check my boxes as far as graphics-wise. So it doesn't have to be the prettiest, but I do have to want to look at it for a, a while, and it, it I can't really explain to you what that is because it might change on one game it might be something like oh you, you definitely wouldn't like this then and then I play it and I'm like actually you know what no I really do like the art style in that game but anywhere else I don't know if I would like it and that same can be said about the battle system because I'm not a big fan of turn-based um, games but with this one I, I really I really got into it and I really started to like it um I'm still not that great at the uh at the combat, though, for having 100 hours in. I mainly went for the story. I wanted to check that out, so I'm not playing on the highest difficulty that I can. I think I might go back through and try that. We'll see what happens there. But uh, for right now, my biggest thing is i got to remember that I have to not hang on to these creatures that you get, these personas, because I keep wanting to play with Pokemon logic. If you don't know... What I'm talking about with Pokemon logic is in Pokemon, you hang on to your monsters. You level them up. You grow them to be stronger. Well, I got to get that out of my head when it comes to these Persona games because in even the other SMT, Shin Megami Tensei games, you're not supposed to hang on to your demons and or Personas like you would your pocket monsters in Pokemon. You have to have the exact opposite mentality. You want to get them, or uh, you want to fuse them, or get rid of them as soon as you can, because that's how they will get stronger. Whereas on, like I said, Pokemon, you hang on to them, and some of them, like some of them, I prefer the design style on, so I just hung on to them because I wanted to, and that's how I wanted to play. I had the room to to spare, so I said, why not? I'll hang on to a couple of them. I like the way our son looks, even though he's level one, and I do know that. Yes, they do level up over time, but by the time that it takes for them to level up, you would grab them and have them naturally uh, stronger, and their more leveled-up form would be better anyway, so you're always better getting rid of them and tossing them to the side and starting over and getting new ones. Um, 
So still learning that. I'm also still trying to remember to use buffs and debuffs um, in that game, especially most games, uh, other games where they have those, they're not very, you don't need to use them. You can get away with you without using them. And the thing was, is I kind of did that, but again, I'm playing on a lower difficulty. So of course I'm going to get away with that. Uh, you're going to get away with some stuff on the lower difficulty that you would not get away with on higher difficulty. Although in some cases though, I think lower difficulty is a little bit harder because I feel like computer and, and this is not just this type of game. This is even on like basketball. It, sometimes the computer is so sporadic. It doesn't do what you would think. It, it doesn't play like a normal person and it makes it sometimes harder or maybe things are a little bit slower. That would have been normal pace. It, it, that stuff makes it a little bit more difficult. <laughs> um, but with this, with this game, that all that stuff com combined, I, I was like, why did I even get this? I don't even know what possessed me to pick it up other than the fact that I had a friend who was talking about it when the original came out like three years ago. I don't even know if that's true. I think it might have been three, four years ago. Um, it was PS3, I believe, is when it first came out. Then it got ported to PS4, um, or it was supposed to go to PS3 and just got put on the PS4 because they took so long. I do know that it took a long time to come out. That part I do remember. Um, I didn't, again, <laughs> this is how we get a fly on here. I don't have exactly all the notes and maybe eventually I'll, I'll learn. I said, probably not. And <laughs> probably not sticking around for a while. Um, but the, this game, these, these things were helping me out and I was starting to learn it. And by the time that, the, that it's over, I'm getting into it and I'm actually paying attention to using the buffs and the debuffs and, trying and that's kind of it really kind of did come into play at the end at the end of the final boss it, with royal still being new i'm going to try not to go into any of that um discussionary stuff about stories or i'm going to keep it all kind of vague um the issue with that being is that being the fact that i just finished it uh, the end stuff is very fresh in my mind and some of the beginning stuff is hazy 100 hours starts to melt together after a while <laughs> uh it, i don't I don't know what else there, uh, what, what kind of ways I can get better with the weight, with the weaknesses and making sure that I pay attention. Okay. Uh, this type is good here. Uh, this type, uh, I can't use, I got to actually make sure I use a persona that doesn't have weaknesses to these things. When I fight these things, I forget in the middle of battle to check this stuff and it's bitten me so many times. I don't know how I don't have more game overs than I already have had. I had probably, what, four for the first run through? And then I know on easy, that's how, right? You know, so lame. You shouldn't have that happen. But whatever. <laughs> it happened. Um, I got frustrated more than once at, at these palaces. Uh, talking to some friends about it. I, I got stuck uh, very easily. <laughs> because, again, these... They, it combines so many things that I normally don't play like puzzles and stuff like that. I just, sometimes I want a game where I just turn my brain off and just sit there and just mindlessly go at it. Like a God of war game. Like even those, they have puzzles though. So that's probably a bad example. Let me, let me think of another one like GTA. I just want to plug the game in and just start driving I and mean, don't want to have to worry about nothing. Just sometimes just drive around, just hop in the digital car, especially right now, since I can't hop into the real car and just go to friend's house or, what have you. And things are looking up in that aspect though. So maybe eventually, maybe by 2022, we can do stuff again. But uh, until then I'll be on the uh, virtual streets of Los Santos and bumping some music, listening to some Dr. Dre. 
Um, <laughs> and then that kind of leads into the other games I usually play. They, most of the time I am a free roam kind of guy. So this Persona game was actually more of a, I don't want to say as a linear experience, because you still want, once you got out of like the dialogue and, and the, the opening stuff, it tell you in, in, in all the training and all the tutorial levels, there's, there's the word I was looking for. I knew it'd come to me. Um, once you get out of the tutorial stages, it opened up to more of a free world. Uh, and, and I'd really enjoy those kinds of games. I don't know why personally I like those. Um, I think it's because I could like to turn my brain off and I can just go and discover. And cause I remember, uh, again, going into a tangent here, welcome to the show. If you're new, this happens a lot around here. Um, I remember playing Tony Hawk and getting the demo disc. I believe it was from pizza hut and I would do two things. One, I would try to make sure that whenever I played it <laughs> for the minute and 30, whatever the, uh, whatever the time was that I got for the time trial, I would make sure that the first thing, uh, Goldfinger Superman was playing. And the second thing I would try to find any cracks in that game. I could to try to go outside of that map. I don't know why, but that's how I was. Did the same thing with Ape Escape, which I believe was on the same disc. If not, it was on the next one. But I always enjoyed even those linear games, trying to find the ways where I can do more things. Or when I was younger, I would come up like scenarios in my head. Like uh, it's kind of hard to explain now, but I would I would try to like if I'm if I'm trying to go through like a racing game, I would try to go off path and see if I could, you know. Oh no! I gotta go this way because you know I gotta go do something over here. It was kind of like taking action figures, like you, know, you make scenarios with action figures. But I was trying to do that in the game with physics that were not built into that game and not meant to do that. <laughs> and I didn't get very far very often. Sometimes it was just up to the imagination. But especially with Tony Hawk, you can't do much in a minute and thirty for the. You might as well try and collect skate with the time I was taking trying to do stuff. <laughs> But uh, speaking of that, the, the remaster's coming out for that, and that's probably why that example was in my head. I'm like, very excited for that, as is everyone else that was growing up and played those games. Remastered 1 and 2 with the same tra soundtrack for the most part. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely be doing what I was just talking about, except for hopefully I won't be uh, all time trial. Uh, I think this one's got uh, online multiplayer, and if that one's got free room with friends, you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to be trying to see what I can break and what I can get into on that too. So imagine my surprise when these big, sprawling world free, uh, free roam games come out, and I don't have to try to be imaginative to go off the map. You mean I can go all the way to the other side of the world on Skyrim? Sweet. I'll be doing that all the time. Oh, there's actually stuff to do over here, too? Whoa, that's really crazy. Do the same thing on GTA now, you know, GTA Five. Or or even online, we try to do stuff online, or it's like, oh, I, I want to see if I can go and to tallest mountain and and have a race on the way down and stay on my bike and just little stupid silly stuff like that is <laughs> the stuff that I would do to entertain myself and I still do it now to this this day. Sometimes if I just like I said throw a game on and just want to turn the brain off, <laughs> something scenario like that might pop in my head. Um, and if you listened on Wednesday, you know obviously I'm a wrestling fan. So I've been enjoying all the wrestling games. Yes, even 2K20. Um, about that. So anyways, not only do I like wrestling games, but <laughs> no, no uh, 
2K20 wasn't, uh, my copy wasn't that bad. I know it's not made up <laughs> when you've got a hashtag of fixed uh, 2K20, which by the way, if you ever follow me at Disastcast, you probably won't see a hashtag because I purposely don't use those. I may be 27 years old, but I am trying to fight using those with all my might. I still read it as the pound symbol. So if I were to put up a new podcast, it'd be like pound new podcast. It's like, no, that doesn't read right in my head. So, so I would not be using my, any, any hashtags on at disastercast. All right. So after that shameless plug, um, like I said, my copy of 2K20 was pretty fine. I didn't have any issues with that. It just wasn't as fun. Uh, I felt that I needed to uh, do a lot more story creation in-game and, and do a lot more of that mind uh, that mind stuff that I was talking about with the Tony Hawk game. But having to do that with a wrestling game in 2020 is kind of a little weird for me. And the fact that they had that issue where you couldn't boot the game in 2020. <laughs> When the new year hit, um, that was like some Y2K stuff right there. I couldn't believe that when I read that because I already beat the main story, the Hall of Fame mode, which I thought that was pretty cool. The My Career, I'm sorry, My Career mode, that was, that was pretty decent. I like the fact that they had two sides to the story. Um, I almost prefer the old games like the SmackDown versus Raw stories. Like They were fully voiced, and I know that they were limited on the rosters, but I, if I remember correctly, and maybe I'm just remembering incorrectly, but I could have sworn, like in 2006, I know the very first SmackDown, it wasn't voiced, SmackDown versus Raw, but if I'm not mistaken, in 2006, to, in 2007, I think you could pick anybody on the roster and they were voiced to go through the story mode with. Even if it was a generic voice, um, I may be remembering that incorrectly, and if I am, just yell at me on Twitter about it. But uh, we get those rose-colored glasses out and set them on the table because that'll happen a couple times on the show. I'm sure it'll be uh, reminded of it when my friends come on that, you know, some things weren't as great as my mind wants to tell me that they were. Um, it'll probably happen a lot uh, <laughs> to the point where they won't even think that it's nowhere near as good as I remember it and maybe we'll play it and report back the next week and say, oh, I thought it was still great. I don't know what you're talking about. Um those those games, those older games, their story modes were almost better, I think. They they captured me more than the new one does. Yes, it's cool that I get to play as my character and the one that I created, but I didn't create his voice. He had to get called Trey. <laughs> um, even though when he comes out, his name is The Disaster. I don't... <laughs> It, where does that fit in? I don't I don't know. Am I supposed to just like use that imagination? I didn't know this was going to be the theme of today's episode. Maybe that's what I'm going to title it imagination. This whole thing, this whole entire podcast is just an imagination. It, it might be a nightmare for some of you. Maybe I'll call it nightmare for some of you. Imagination to me. <laughs> Who knows? But it, I shouldn't have to use that in the main story mode. I would almost rather them take the road of, hey, look at that. Go back to the first game I was talking about, Persona, where they say, hey, what about him? And they show his name in the dialogue, like in, in text, but they just like they use passive like, oh, this guy, um, even though it says, you know, in, in the text, it'd be like it'd be like, hey, you but it'd say, hey, Lugo, like it'll it'll actually 
you know, it won't say it, but it'll, the text will read it. And you can work around that. If they can work around that, you can. But I do realize with uh, 2K20, and since they are the same umbrella as the other, obviously, 2K games that, like, NBA was based on, they wanted it to go more storytelling like NBA has. And they can get away with things like that because in a, in a uh, basketball game, I'm not looking maybe there are people that are, and I just started to really look at basketball and, and try to get into it this year. And so much so that my friends are blaming me for the fact this whole thing happened to the world. And I'm the reason why we no longer have any NBA this season, even though I'm a Lakers fan, uh, families, a Lakers fan. I, I'm not just following the bandwagon blindly. Um, my, my, my stepfather is a very big fan of the, of the, of the Lakers as well. So I'm not, I'm not just saying it. <laughs> um, I don't know why I wanted, I wanted to say New York Mets because he's a Mets fan too. And don't worry. I didn't want to confuse the Lakers and the Knicks. I know a lot better than that. Don't, don't look at me like that. I can see, I can feel the hatred. I have it for myself for the fact that I caused you to think I was going to say that. So I am very sorry. I apologize to every single one of you. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible if you thought I was going to do that. That's terrible that I made it seem that way. It should never have happened, but it did. <laughs> uh, I'm just cracking myself up today. What what can I say? It's Friday, man. It's Friday. We're having a good time around here. The Friday episode is going to be off the wall. Um, when I get more comfortable doing this, it's just going to be even more crazy. You're going to be like, I, he's he's more off the, way, uh, the wall now, making less sense. Even though the show is more organized, he's not sticking to those topics anyways. What the heck is going on around here? <laughs> it's going off the rails so much that I'm going to be in the middle of this episode listening it back to check it for quality, and I'm going to go, I didn't make a coherent sentence in that whole thing, and I posted it anyways. Oh, well. Or I'm going to look at back at it and say, you never actually said uh, what you were looking for um, when you when you said, oh, like I mentioned earlier, you never actually mentioned it earlier. You just thought you did. Um, maybe I need to get some kind of text speech app that I can read and look back and look through while I'm on this thing. And just, since there's already awkward pauses anyways, might as well just sit there and just, oh yeah. I, I So so I actually really did mention it and I didn't just say it in my head. Okay, we can go back to this now. <laughs> um. And then now there's more ums and stuff than there was before. Maybe it's because I'm getting comfortable with you guys. I um a lot. Uh, I come off the trails a lot. I sit there and it's silence a lot too. So maybe this whole podcast will sit there and have five minute breaks in between. I'm not editing a darn thing. So all my mishaps, all my misspeaks, all the times that you think that I don't know what I'm talking about when I say that my family's Lakers fan and I trying to get into it this year and I you think I'm calling them the New York Knicks. I mean, <laughs> All this stuff's going to keep happening, so enjoy it while you can, or don't enjoy it at all. I'm going to keep doing it no matter what, like I said before, uh, but hopefully you're here for the ride, and it'll be a good time. Anyways, to get back to the point that I was originally on, those games, you can actually get away with that stuff. Maybe for though for that hardcore base that I don't want to say that I am because I'm not. I'm just starting to follow the sport. I'm not so much really. I pl I'm playing 2K20 uh, basketball, but I'm not uh, 
but I'm not well versed in that culture. So for me personally, yeah, I, I do like to create, to create a player, but I don't expect that to be fleshed out. I expect my wrestling one to be more fleshed out. Um, maybe just for the pure fact that it's a wrestling game and wrestling's all about showmanship and it's all about showing out and being creative. So the fact that these little things aren't being done in the wrestling game that's supposed to be about a company that, you know, that's supposed to be about a creative product where these characters come to life. I'm expecting a bit more out of that game than I am in the NBA game where, you know, you build your character up and he's supposed to get better. And there's a personal story you can do from his rise from college or you go all the way back to high school or where he gets picked or start as a rookie and then have uh, NBA rookie and have the story uh, go up from there, which this game kind of does. And I'm only in my first season still. I haven't hit the playoffs yet, but so far this this game is doing what I expect of it. So it, it, wrestling did not, and that was it hasn't done that in a while. So this was probably a blessing in disguise. I saw that they're coming out with an arcade wrestling game, and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, this one tried to be arcadey, and so it like it was a little weird in that aspect on me too. I really was not expecting that uh, to have simulation slash arcade. I feel like you. I don't. I personally don't know if there's a way you can blend those things together. Um, you might be able to. I, I right now I can't think of a way that you could do that. Personally, for me, I think you just you got to do one or the other. Uh, I never really got into All Stars. The uh, sorry WWE All Stars. The arcade game that came out for I was it PS PS three. Was it, was it on the four? These things are all blended together on me. PS3, PS4, 360. I, the controls were a little funky for me, so I couldn't really get into it. And But it looked like if you could pull off the cool combos, you, you could have a lot of fun with it. I personally couldn't do that. So for me, it wasn't something that I really got into. Uh, this new one that's coming out, like I said, I'm not really sure if, I, if I'm going to get it get it but if i if they simplify the controllers enough to where someone like me who's not into that can get into it but makes it uh you can ramp up the level of complexity for the ones that are into those games and are already well versed in it then by all means and I'll, I'll give it a shot i gave all stars a shot it's not like i just instantly trashed it i gave uh what was it wrestlemania 21 the one the Xbox exclusive or whichever one it was gave that a shot for a little while. Then those games are, that was another simulation style, but it was weird. <laughs> um, it, it, in, in my mind, I think that was a little bit weirder than all stars was controls wise from what I remember of it. So and those are the kinds of things in, in my wrestling games that, I don't know if they'll work because I lean more towards the simulation. Um, but I also want creative simulation. So it's kind of hard to do. I feel like you've, I don't want to say you've done everything either. There's probably a lot in the space, but I'm so dulled out on seeing the same thing that I'm like, this is the only way they can do it. There's no other way they can do it. They can only just change the roster and, and change what the story is about. That's that's all they can do. Like I'm like a zombie on it because it's not hitting the creative juices for me there. For some reason, it's just not working out. They're not they they they're missing something that is just like will make me go. You know what? They can do this. They can actually hold 
you know, they can do, they, they can hold some kind of like, cre- they should hold some kind of creative contest for like fans and use their stories to go and to go on it. you know, obviously this day and age that might be hard too, because they might be like, Hey, you're using, they might try to do some kind of suey thing, but you can always work that in a contract and have it written to say, Hey, listen, you know, we'll either not pay you, uh, but you can write, like do it like a contest or you say like, Hey, you will fly out to here and you know, you can watch us make it and you can have like a cameo in it or something or, or uh, you get, you get a free copy too. Um, but don't go part, past that and be like, once this is done, it's ours. You know, you, you said we could use it, and you're in this contest, and we flew you flew you out here, or at the very least, gave you a free copy. It's ours. Do something like that to for the story mode, but to make the rest of the game be uh, interesting. I I don't know. There's not much more you can do. I feel like it's like the Madden games or. NBA games it's just exhibition you just pick the, the style match you want to have and the guys you want to do and just go at it I don't really see much of an evolution that you can have there uh, no pun intended but I don't I, I'm really just trying to think about it right now and it's very difficult for me to think about I never really thought about a way that they could improve the the simulation style games, the, these arcade games, there's a couple ideas I, I could think of, you know, without having to bring it back to the actual arcade cabinet style that they've done in the past. Although those were uh, cool from what I remember. I, I was never really great at those anyways, because it was more like the fighting style or sorry, the fighting game controls and, and what original Mortal Kombat's and things like that. I was never really great at, even though I've been playing the new, the last two new Mortal Kombat's and, They've opened up the controls a little bit, and obviously have gotten a little older, so it's a little bit better for me. But if I take one or two, you know, months off from playing one of those type games, it's like I'm playing all over again, and I gotta get into it for a solid week of just practice in order for me to get the dexterity back. Because I've been, fe- I, I feel like with those games, it's just my, my quote unquote skills have eroded, and I don't mean that as in like, oh, I the boys got skills. I mean it as in, I just. The ability, the ability just erodes because I don't use it that often. Like I said, most of the time I'm sitting here playing these other games where, in the case of Persona, I'm just pressing X, um, selecting through menus, and and there's enough time where it's not quick time events, except for one level. That really irritates me, and just thinking about it, um, and, and that timed level, I do not like timed things. I do not like time levels. I do not like timed games. They give me anxiety. It bothers the hell out of me. I just, I just, I can't do it. Um, with those, like with those games, like I said, it's just pressing a button, and so, so like my my dexterity in, in that aspect is kind of eroded. Like even playing GTA with my friends, sometimes I I, uh, I I I don't want to get out of the vehicle in those games. I want to stay as point man and just I'll provide gunfire when I need to but I prefer to stay back because I don't have the quick time reaction that I used to have as far as games go Uh, my mind will take longer than a second to process oh I'm getting shot at gotta turn around gotta do something it'll be like shot shot uh uh-oh I needed to do something is when it'll click in and by the time I get the uh out I'm getting shot in the head and that's it game over and then (laughs) I'm getting the looks so (laughs) 
So that explains a lot, guys. I know it's no excuse. You play with me all the time. If you if you're listening to this, you you'll you'll know it, it, it's not an excuse. I'm saying it here. I'm saying it live on national podcast. It's not just me sitting there just trying to make up excuses, but with with those games, I'm not I'm not good. I'm not fast enough. And I know it's also like oh, you just you've got to practice more, um, which I have been on the weekends. We'll we'll get together. We'll do these things, but I don't. I don't play them enough outside of that uh, to to need to do that stuff. Like when the way I play these games, I'm not going and I'm just shooting everything unless I'm in the middle of a mission, and then I can take it one one at a time. I can take it slowly. If we're not being timed, I can take it slowly, and I can just you know piece it together. I can just uh, a lot of times just hide and pick my people off and just zone in on one person, hide undercover, refill my life, go back up, hide undercover, refill my life, go for another one. And just I'm 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 getting a little better with the snappy shooting, but definitely not the level of the rest of the crew. So I'm always the back guy. I'm always holding up the rear end. So without me there is no end, is what I always say. Um unless I'm the first one to get shot, then without me there's no beginning. Um Another thing that I was thinking about getting into, but I don't want to get into too deep, is the the concept of what what makes a good game character. Uh, for me, I'm not exactly 100% positive I could answer that for you for me personally because I do, like I said, I, I probably overthink a lot of these things more than people, the, the other people that play do. And is that I will have this picture of the character, how they act in my head, and I will, uh, I will play as that. Like uh, with the characters in GTA, for example, like I, I stick to Franklin not because you know he's cool gangster or whatnot. He's actually like, in in my mind, and the way I perceive the character is he's the one that's the most level headed out of the the three. Um, obviously more level-headed than Trevor, um, but I, he he's a cool character and a very good character to me because it's like he's a mix of naive. He doesn't really want to do some of the things that he's doing, uh, but he's he needs to do them to get by. He needs to do them to move up in the world uh, so he can have a voice. Uh, to me, that's kind of a cool characteristic to have, but I don't think he's a perfect character. Um, The character in Persona is a blank slate, so I can't really say that he's a cool character. I think the scenario around him, the scenarios around him, and the choices that you have make him a good character in in that setting, but if you look at him by himself and take the situations out and you just look at his characteristics, he's stoic, he comes off as quiet um he is calculating but i mean there's a lot of cold calculating characters out there and that's not and that's not really if you if you isolate it like that it's not really like an interesting thing um there's other characters that that i've played have like that uh, that have stuck with me uh that i really like on games that weren't the best uh it's kind of hard to come up with an example right now. Just I'm kind of looking at my 
<laughs> my stuff of games here. But again, I don't play as many games as I feel like I do. I've played a lot in my lifetime, but lately my taste has just gone down to just the newest uh, free roam, the newest RPG, um, or the newest wrestling, and uh, sometimes football. We'll throw football in there. Uh, I haven't really played much baseball anymore. Uh, baseball to me is the game is just eh. It's not like being a quarterback if I'm trying to be. The most interesting place for me on uh, baseball would be to be a pitcher, but even then that's not really that interesting because I once, I, once I've done the hardest thing and that's to do a no-hitter, I'm like that's better for me than seeing the animation in the game to get the World Series. You know, that's... You, you've seen that graphic so many times. I don't care how many times they update it or what they do to make it more personal. It's not unless they, like, ship me one, a miniature uh, World Series title, then it's not going to do anything for me. Where in, like, football, at least, you know, quarterback, you've got hands on the play. Uh, you're kind of hands on the play in baseball in a different way, but I can physically take the ball and go for the touchdown, or I can – be a team player and I can toss it out. I make all the decisions in that way. Once I let, get the ball out of my hands and is a pitcher, it's up to the rest of the team to do the work. They're not guarding me so I can go get the ball for the out too. It's not anything like that. Uh, ooh, it just hit me. One of the games, you know, that I've, I've said that I was playing that, you know, kind of, but it, it, it kind of goes into something else that I watch is uh, Dragon Ball Z, uh, the characters in that the newest uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot that that caught my attention. The characters in that caught my attention, um, but again, that could just be because these characters have been around forever. They were established in other mediums first. Um, Grand Theft Auto, the concept of Trevor and Michael and sorry and and uh, Franklin, they were all together. So like even though the three separate characters, you put their personalities together and that's just one character, um, which I guess you could say is the embodiment and the reason for it for all these characters. Uh, I'm sorry, for everyone that's playing is all one character. And I don't, I don't know if other, other than that, other than the Kakarot example, I can think of anything that I've played recently that's stuck out in my head. Um, I'm just kind of looking just to see uh, Skyrim, uh, but that's not really new. I, I'm not, I haven't really looked into Cyberpunk, so I can't say that that's going to have a character that I'm going to gravitate to. I think, I guess maybe I gravitate more to the ones that are blank slates because it, I, in Skyrim's the same way. Skyrim is just, you know, he's not even classified as stoic like the main protagonist is in uh, in Persona because in Persona, like, there are some features that carry over no matter who's playing. And if you look at it as a whole and you're not really into this game or into these kinds of games, you could look at that character and say, hey, he's, he's kind of very one-dimensional and there's only really one way he is. But if you internalize it like I do and you, and you internalize and try to put yourself in that character's shoes, which I think playing uh, the D and D that I've been playing lately with my friends that that's been helping me. Uh, when you, when you have a blank character slate, the character itself doesn't get in the way of what your imagination can do. 
And maybe that's my answer right there. Maybe that's what makes a good character for me, a good video game character, is the fact that the character, his motivations, his ideas, his or hers, I apologize, it, they don't get in the way of the story. They, you, you internalize it how you want to internalize it, um, even if they don't speak and you just pick dialogue options as in Skyrim. Um, the, the, those may be, or Fallout, the Fallout series too is the same way. I know kind of not a good example. Bethesda as a whole is not really a great example, but taking that stuff out of the way, I enjoy those characters, even though they're really just vehicles to tell the story because they don't get in the way. You can per, you can personalize them, I guess is the way I would put it, maybe is you can personalize them to your taste and, and tailor them to how you want them to be, and they don't get in the way. Their, their ideals that, that are fleshed out in story form don't get in the way necessarily like they do in Grand Theft Auto with like the case of Franklin um, because he's already, this is how he is. This doesn't change. Um, you're, you're not going, you're, you're along for the ride. So maybe for me, it's not necessarily a character. It's the type of game. I, I prefer the not just open world aspect, but the even if it's an illusion, the illusion of choice. And towards the end of the game of uh, Grand Theft Auto, if you haven't played that one, I'm sorry, but I'm going to spoil that for you. Uh, you get the options to uh, you know either save uh, Trevor, or, I'm sorry, either kill Trevor or kill Michael or save them all. That's the illusion of choice that I was talking about, which was kind of cool to get at the end. But that one, even still, there was only like one logical explanation and or one logical choice, unless you really didn't like one of the characters, I guess. Then it's no loss. But because of Franklin's ideals being established, he wouldn't just go out and, and get rid of both of them or either of them. He would try to help them, even if it cost him, because that's how he is. Now, if there was a way you could play it where... He, you know, he does these little things to where he seeds, uh, he puts the seeds for dissension in there. Then that's a different story. Then he, then okay, cool. It does. Then maybe it does make sense that he gets rid of Michael because you know Michael treated him bad this one time during a heist or spoke crass to him, and I didn't like that. And he shouldn't have said that that way or, or something, something like that. Something it can make it something so silly. Or if you can, you know, just have a little bit more freedom of choice. Um, I'm, I'm not saying the whole game you have to be able to pick every single dialogue option or anything like that. That's uh, that's really cool and impressive, and I like that in some of these games, but I, I don't necessarily need that. I guess maybe just give me options of scenarios, even if it's just A and B, uh, just to – I like to have more control over my story. So, like I said, these characters that are the vehicles are the ones that seem to catch my attention. Now, I know I kind of rambled a bit more in this one, and like I said, surprisingly, I had notes, and I was a little prepared. Um, I was a lot over the place. I do apologize for that, and as I told you in the very first episode, I hope that down the road we get a little bit better with this, and it's not so awkward pauses, not so much jarring, not so much all over the place, but that may also be my flavor. That just may be how I am. I don't know how much of this is going to come out of the wash, they should say, or I should say, or I did just say. 
But uh, if you just heard a, a noise there, that's because I decided to pick up my notes that I had. And I had a couple questions for you that I figured we could end on. It'd be a good spot to end. One, one a little over, which is good. I'd like to maybe eventually get these things to a solid good hour of talking without just me rambling or me repeating myself over and over and over again or pauses. <laughs> if I can avoid those at all costs, that'd be great too. But uh, I'd like to try to make this part here at least a, a thing. And if it's the only thing I write down, whatever. But I want to try to have a couple closing questions for you that you can answer again over at DisasterCast on Twitter. That's D8. No. Um, so I put, uh, what would your dream game or character be? Uh, and like I said, I was going more of, I kind of blended the two. You know, my, I don't want to say it was my dream character, but it, it was my, it's the characters I gravitate to. So what, what is your favorite characters you gravitate to or your character that you would build? that you want to see made in a game. Um, and what what kind of game would that be? Like maybe if you have to go into that kind of detail, go into that detail, that's fine with me. Um, what's your favorite hero? As you heard, like I said, mine's Spider-Man, and that was uh, a very important part of my childhood, even though, like I said, it didn't... And, and why? It did, did, did they actually get you through a tough time? Did they help you out? Did I, I want to hear all of it. Uh, whether it's big, small, or even it's a silly reason why you like it, that's fine with me too. Um, and what game are you currently playing? Uh, like I said, I've just finished up the first round of Persona Five Royal. I think I'm going to go back. Uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and take a weekend off because <laughs> it consumed a lot of my uh, a lot of my weekends, and uh, there was a lot of times where I said I'm not going to I'm not going to go past a certain time, and next thing I know, my eyes are hurting because I forgot to get up for dinner because <laughs> it just it grabbed my attention and there and sometimes it's unexplainable what it does what causes a game to grab your attention and why you like it so much and what what it is that brings that out of you to where you don't want to leave and what 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 gets you sucked in what 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 it does what causes that so yeah those are the three topics uh, again they they are, uh, what what would your dream game be or you know or dream character dream scenario? Uh, what one would your favorite would your best character be? Um, who's your favorite superhero and why? And uh, what game are you playing right now? Um, those are the those are the things I think I'm going to end on. And I would like to hear your feedback on that. If you have any other questions, if you have any tips or anything that you want to talk about uh, for the last time today, I won't be doing this as much in all the other ones. I just know that I didn't put any in the last one, so I'm making up for last lost time. Uh, you can follow me over at DisasterCast, and uh, maybe I might have a couple friends joining me here soon, so we'll see what happens. Uh, either way, I'm going to keep doing these. And I'm going to be here, and I will see you on Wednesday with the wrestling episode. I hope you all have a great night.